Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. If you're listening on Grace FM, you are listening live. And if you're listening on Hope FM or Truth FM, then you are hearing this one week delayed. Uh, but you can still call in, and you can, as you're calling in, you're going to get into the live show, your question's going to be answered directly, and the only thing is you'll hear it on your station the following week. You guys here on Grace FM, you hear everything live. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at the Calvary Chapel in Aurora, Colorado, where Grace FM originates, and the number to dial is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. And we also have a dedicated texting line, 720-336-0897, 720-336-0897. And we will use those texts from time to time to fill in uh, time as we're waiting for phone calls to come through. And we don't always get back to all of them, but we get back to most of them. Uh, that we need to um, be able to answer them when we have the time. Sometimes we do it at the end of the show, and sometimes we don't. I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second there. So phone lines are opening, 303-690-3000. Let's jump right to the phone lines. Alan's calling from Broomfield, Colorado. Alan, welcome to the program. Yeah, so yesterday there's a caller who... uh was having uh, trouble for, uh, praying for and forgiving someone that, that had sinned against them in their family. And I had a situation like that before, and I wanted to share how the Spirit led me in a way that... Um, so the, the person... My situation was the person had done some things which I was having a hard time with, right? And I and, and I know that I was supposed to pray for this person and, and, and forgive them. And, and my when I, my prayer life... I said, God, I don't want to forgive them. I don't want to pray anything positive or good for them. Right? I just don't want to. I can't. I don't want to. I was unable to. And the Spirit said to me, Jesus is even now interceding for this person. And, and I said, well, show me, tell me what Jesus is praying for them. And, and, and basically he said, and you should pray, I agree with you, Jesus. And, and so the Spirit revealed to me what this, Jesus was praying for these people at this time. And you can't really say, oh, Jesus, I'm not praying that. I, just, I didn't actually pray the words. I just said, Jesus, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. And as, 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 as the Lord led me through this process, uh, led me to wanting to do things for them, write them some notes, and encourage them in their life, Somewhere I absolutely would, not, would have been able, unable to do if the Spirit hadn't, at least, if I hadn't been honest and said, "Look, I can't pray for them. Right. I, I can't do that." Right. 
and 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 yet you know well Jesus is praying for them why can't you <laughs> it's like well I can't really argue with the Lord you know I can I can refuse I can dig my heels in but if Jesus says here's what I'm praying for them I can at least pray at it I agree with you Jesus and right. I just, that's, that's something the Lord had led me through that's an encouraging testimony that. thanks Alan well listen that was it all right uh, I appreciate your your show and uh, Thanks, and I'll let you get on to your next caller. Thanks, bro. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. James in Aurora, welcome to the program. Hi, and thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Um, So I had a question regarding, basically, Old Testament promises as they apply to New Testament believers or New Covenant believers. Sure. Um, There's a lot of instances of teachers teaching about the idea that we can stand upon the Old Testament promises that God made to his people. Um, is there any direct verses that you know that draw that conclusion, that the promises made to Old Testament um, believers still apply to us today, or is it mostly just under the basis that God is not a God that changes? Yeah, I think that when you read through the Old Testament, we need to be careful to see and to carefully observe who the promise is made to and what is the promise. So, for example, uh, the promise that is made to Joshua that he is going to defeat the city of Jericho, would that be a promise that is applicable today? What do you think? I mean, in the context, no. No. But I have heard people talking about the idea that that is something where it shows that if you listen to the Lord, you can have great victory in circumstances. Well, um, those I mean, ones I find. I, I mean, continue. think of, unless the Lord wants to lead you in defeat. I mean that that's unless. So let's let's stay simple for a second before we expand it, um, because I want to build out a I want to build out a principle um, on how to handle these texts. So so let's say. This promise made to Joshua that <clears throat> he's going to lead the children of Israel to defeat Jericho. Would that be applicable today or not? No. No, and I agree with you. However, when God comes to him and says, be of courage, be of good courage, because I'm with you, could that be a promise applied to us today? It could be, but my question would be, it, is it based upon the fact that it's not directly to you. So I would say it is. So I want to show you two different promises to the same person. One was very specific uh, in relationship to a specific act that's going to be once and for all happened, uh, happening, and the other reflects God's character and nature. Does God still convey courage today? I would imagine so. He does, and does he still speak to his, to his followers today? He yeah. does. He does both in the Word and through the Spirit. And, and so those promises that reflect the character and the nature of God are transcendent promises, whereas some promises are made just to a specific person, or like promises made to the children of Israel uh, don't necessarily apply to us today. Like you and I as Gentiles, we have not been promised uh, what's known as the promised land. Israel yeah. hasn't been promised to us in, in its current place today like it has to the children of Israel a perpetual promise, because we're Gentiles, so the promise doesn't apply. Although God gave us a promise related to Jerusalem, but in the new Jerusalem. Uh, And so I think when you're asking this question, we need to make a distinction. Who is the promise being made to? Just like any other Bible study, what's the context? 
what's the specificity of the promise and does it is it is it a transcendent promise that would apply to anyone that's follower of God because in some cases like Joshua while it was a specific situation that promise of courage that promise to meditate in the word that promise in Proverbs to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding acknowledge him in all your ways and he'll direct your paths i mean those are transcendent promises of God you're right, he doesn't change. And I love the point um, that Paul makes on some of these things when he says in Romans, he says, um, <clears throat> he says, let's see here, uh, he uses this phrase, how much more? For example, in Romans chapter 11, verse 12, he says, if, if their fall is riches for the world and their failure riches for the Gentiles, how much more their fullness um, and he says, if you were cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to, na- to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will those who are natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree? He, he makes that point that in Christ, there's so much more than just the Old Testament, Old Covenant promises that are transcendent, like they're fulfilled in Christ. Okay. So we just have to be careful. I mean, and I would be careful when I'm listening to a, you know, like when, when here's a popular one that gets shot down a lot, when uh, God is speaking uh, to Jeremiah, and he says that he has plans and purposes for his life. You know, a lot of people will will bring that to to the future here, you know, that <clears throat> that God's has a plan and a, and a purpose uh, for our life. And you go, well, you can't say that, because that was just given to... to um, to Jeremiah, but the reality is, is that God does have a plan and a future for our life. It's repeated over and over again in the New Testament. So that's a transcendent promise. Okay, so in terms of the ones that aren't repeated over and over again in the New Testament, because there definitely are correlations. I mean, the New Testament was an enlightening of the Old Testament in many ways. But you would move to state that if it is not applicable to specific. Um, people and places of the Old Testament, and it seems to have transcendent meanings that could apply to the character and nature of God, that it's fairly reliable as a promise that can be assumed towards the New Covenant as well. Yeah, even much more. So let me give you this example again. Let's, let's show this right from the text. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 10, it says, For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return to this place. Is that applicable today? In theory, no, because Babylon isn't there. Yeah, it absolutely does not apply today because it's already happened. Okay, yeah. The next verse is, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Does that apply today? Uh, yes. I say absolutely. I agree or with you. Could, I should say, yeah. and, and then the next one, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I'll listen to you. Does that apply today? It could, yeah. Yes. And so there is a dual purpose in these verses. It was applicable to the audience, and because there are transcendent truths about God that never change, they're going to continue on into eternity. Okay. That's a really good example, so use that, because people—I've sh- heard this more and more. I've even had people, if I mention it on the radio, someone will go, you can't say that, that's just for the children of Israel. Uh, you know. But, but man, so w- since when does God not think of me? Since w- when does God have not peaceful thoughts in Christ toward me? Does, since when does God not have a future and a hope for me personally in Christ? 
and and as you as you deal with each promise individually, you'll be able to come to the same conclusion. Okay. Great question. Well, <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Bye bye. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. My name is Ed Taylor. Taking your calls and your questions today. Let's see who is next here. Ben, I don't have anybody texting. Zero texts. So text me, 720-336-0897. We're going to move over to Thornton, Colorado, where Nancy's on the air. Nancy, welcome to the program. Hey, Nancy, you're on the on the air. Are you with us still? Uh, well, call us back, Nancy. You have some questions about medical issues and hospice care. Would love to talk to you about that. 303-690-3000. James in Maryland is calling. James, welcome to the program. Yes, thank you. I was calling uh, to actual prayer. I feel as though, uh, specifically, if God could just help me to keep reins on my emotions of fear and anger. I'm in a situation where I think uh, I may be losing my job. Uh, I'm surrounded by people with ill motives and trying to bring their friends and family in and and, uh, pretty much trying to move me out of the way. And uh, I live in a city notorious for crime, and I'm just one guy just trying to work, feed my family, and yeah. and, and do what's right. And I just ask God be with me because I want to stand up as a man, but to do that would, would, um, would even make it worse. So I pretty much got to be quiet and let them to go with their plan forward of uh, slowly moving their friends in and moving me out. Well, let's pray. Yes. Father, we just want to um, lift up our brother to you as he's uh, facing this challenge at work. And, you know, you know that, that he wants to work to provide for the needs of his family, and you know, God, where what, what you're doing through allowing this situation into his life to develop him, to strengthen him, uh, to help him, uh, and, and to, to grow him. And so, Lord, would you encourage him, strengthen him? Would you pour out your Spirit upon him? And, and also, Lord, that you would, any, any kind of nefarious, demonic activity or any assignments or you know, any weird stuff that's going on, God, would you put an end to it? Would you stand for righteousness and justice in my brother's life and strengthen him as he waits? And do you trust you, Lord, that you'd increase his faith in Jesus' name? Amen. Yeah, ma'am. It's so insightful that you would say that because the new crew that's come in, they 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 study crystals and and uh, mm. they believe in speaking to Mother Earth and and these type of things. And it's a mother, daughter, and best friends, and they all into that. So it's just ironic that you would, without even knowing, would, would mention that in your prayer. So praise the you. Lord. Hey, I want to encourage you too. If you want to email me at Pastor Ed at calvaryaurora.org? Yes, sir. I'll send you a link to a Bible study. I just listened to it this morning by Pastor Chuck Smith on on having victorious faith, because you mentioned that you wanted your faith to be strong through this. This was such an encouraging Bible study um, that I just listened to. It's one of his most requested Bible studies. It was just so encouraging to me on the way in the office this morning. Oh, definitely, definitely. Let me uh, write that down again. Okay. The uh, email address is... Pastor, P-A-S-T-O-R-E-D is like David, Pastor Ed, at uh-huh. Uh-huh. Calvary, C-A-L, 
V-A-R-Y-A-U-R-O-R-A.org. Okay, sir. And just mention That's the Bible good. study in the, in the show today, and I'll, I'll respond today or tomorrow to you, okay? Okay, thank you so much. Thanks, bro. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Bye. 303-690-3000. Got an open line. Grab it while you can. 303-690-3000. I want to go to a text question uh, as we're waiting for the lines to fill up. Can salvation be lost? No. I don't believe you can be unborn again. Um, I do believe that people can fake it and pretend to be believers, but I don't believe anywhere in the Bible does it speak of a believer being born again, then unborn again, then reborn again. So the answer is no, I don't believe salvation can be lost. 303-690-3000. What do you think about the flat What do you think about the flat earth theory? Uh, I don't think it's legitimate. 303-690-3000. Uh, another text question. Uh, is there such a gift as the gift of prayer? No. I don't believe there's a gift of prayer. Although, I do believe that there are those that have a deep heart for the things of God and for others that have a heart for prayer. But prayer is not a gift. It's a command, and it's a privilege uh, that we get to talk to God. Uh, and I do definitely see a difference. You know, people... Like, for example, we have a brother here on our ministry team. His name is Avant. He's our pastor over prayer. That's just his emphasis. That's where God has him. Um, it, it's, it's just what he does and what he encourages and what he, how he leads and what he teaches on. And I mean, when we went to Israel, we were privileged to hear Pastor Avant share with us on the topic of prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. I mean, it was awesome. It was great. So no, I don't believe there's a gift of prayer. The gifts are mentioned in Romans chapter 12. There are seven primary gifts. And then there are manifestations of the Spirit mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12. And there are offices, gifted offices mentioned in Ephesians chapter 4. But no, prayer is not a gift. It's a privilege. 303-690-3000. We're going to go back to the phone lines and pick up with Jason. Jason's calling from Brighton, Colorado. Jason, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Ed. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so I'm calling. I have a I have a question. My uh, my daughter and my son-in-law have have moved back into our house, and my wife and I have always applied um, not necessarily as a command, but as a principle. We saw in the Old Testament where for the festivals, for just some of the religious ceremonies, you know, God was always commanding, even the sojourners and foreigners living among you will participate. Um, and so we've applied that principle um, to our household and said, if you're going to live here with us, um, you know, you don't have to be a believer. My son-in-law um, is, is not a believer, um, but you do have to participate with us. Um, you know, that means going to church with us. Um, we We've been kind of loose on having them read the Bible with us, but that would be something I would desire. Um, but at the same time, I want to be careful not to force anything on anybody. And I just wanted to get your take on the wisdom, or if you think it's wise, to apply that principle in that manner. I personally, just my opinion, think it's wise. I think it's wise in every sense of the word. And, and just like when we were raising our kids— we had a we have a simple principle. It's it's not doesn't have to be enforced. You know, it's just part of the package. And it was simply this: 
my house, my rules. And you're more than welcome to be here. Um, I want to cooperate with you. I'm not going to be a dictator. I'm not going to try to harm you. But one of the unconditional rules in our house is we went to church. And I don't just, you know, like some people will listen and I go, well, Ed, you're the pastor, of course. But like I'm a parent. I was a parent before I was a pastor. I was a husband before I was a pastor. And and I I, I was serving God for, for six, seven, six years before I became a pastor. And, and we just built these principles into our lives and into our homes. And I would expect if my kids move out and they come back home, they know what home they're coming to. They're always welcome to come home. Uh, I will always have a room for them. I will always help them. I will always serve them um, for the for the rest of their lives and the people and the folks that they marry. Uh, we'll serve them and love them and care for them. And if ever they wanted to move back home, my rules haven't changed, and they know that already. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. That that definitely encourages me and gives me gives me more confidence in the in the decisions that we made. So, thank you. And and I think as your adult, your kids are adults, you know they they don't have to move home with you if they don't want to, but you're ready to love them and you're ready to serve them and you're ready to open up your arms wide to them because you love them and you they're your kids. You know this is uh, if I go back to the screen, it says it's your daughter and son. I mean, this is your girl. I mean, I have a daughter. I mean, that girl is always welcome in my house, but she, she has to walk into my door like she would, like I would, like if I came to your house, Jason, if I came to your house by me walking into your door, there are a lot of unsaid things. And one of them, one of the unsaid things that, that happens when I walk through the door of your house in Brighton, Colorado is, this is your house and not mine. And therefore you deserve the respect as a house owner. And I can't just go in to your refrigerator and drink the milk out of the carton. And I can't just go in and lay in your bed and take a nap. And I like, like, I have to respect you. And that's unsaid, but it's understood. Because the minute that I lack that respect towards you, you're most likely going to invite me to leave your house. And you would have every right to do that. And you'd probably have a long fuse, but eventually... You know, if I disrespected your wife or I did something that would just went way over the top, you're, uh, Jason's like, you need to leave, Ed. I'm not leaving. Well, I'm going to call somebody to remove you because we can't have, this is no, there's no relationship here. And because there's no relationship, you can't be in my house, bro. Now, when it comes to your daughter, there's so much more closer and so much more of a loving relationship that, that it's not even a rule to enforce. It's just an agreement. Like, I love you. And, and you know, we are dedicated to Jesus and living in my house means we we go to church and that's just part of the that's part of the package well thank you thank you for that and and i would say you know that that bible reading and things you know you don't you you, you and your wife just need to reassess this new season uh with your daughter coming back and just what hill will you die on in building, rebuilding this relationship and actually loving your daughter into the kingdom, because you know, as I do, making them go to church is is not going is not really the solution. You know that. Um, yeah. But I'd much rather them choose it. But yeah, and, but we're not now. exactly. This is a relational thing, and you know, it's the same thing. If you don't want them to drink out of the milk carton, it would be the same thing. Don't do that. Um, it's just my house, my rules, and and you're more than welcome in my house, and it become our house if you'd like. But until you're paying the mortgage, you know, and I think you would do the same, you know, 
I think you would do the same, Jason. And that might be the discussion. You go, you know what, daughter and son-in-law, if I moved into your house, I would submit to your rules because I would respect you. Yeah. Yeah, and so far I haven't received any resistance. They're they're pretty they're pretty well <laughs> they're pretty willing, but not not excited about it. And, sure. and my main concern was was in applying this. Am I at risk of um, you know kind of having it forced, kind of turning somebody off to it? Where they're like, nope, I don't I don't ever want to do anything to do with church. And I'm like, it seems wise. It seems like there's a biblical principle, but. Um, I just I like hearing that confirmed from, and, from you. And at this age, if they're old enough to be married and maybe they have kids, you know that you aren't gonna. You are dad, and you will always be dad. And sometimes that works against you. Most of the time, it works for you. But you're dad, and I don't believe unless you got. And I don't. And listening to you, you know, I don't know you personally, but listening to you, you don't sound like that kind of dad that would just be over the top, you know, controlling, manipulative, and 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 harmful to the gospel. You're, you're a man that, that leads his home, and your daughter's moved back in, and you're still leading the home like you've always led the home, and you're asking them to participate out of respect because they're living in your home. And I don't think that you would—you I mean, don't sound like the guy that would turn them off. If they try to use that against you, then they'll just be trying to manipulate you. Well, I never want to go to church because you made me go. Hey, look, I didn't make you move home. I mean, let's talk about this for a second. I didn't make you move home. I opened my home to you because I love you. How does that turning you off? How is it that that in sharing meals with you and and buying you get? I mean, how is that turning you off to the guy? I mean, you could have that conversation, you know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, bro, that's great. I, I hope um, they're by moving home, God's going to use that uh, as they get back on their feet uh, to um, to just really dev- to to really be enveloped with the love of the local church. And the worship and the, you know, of course, always being in a place where they're hearing the gospel, you never know, God might just bring them back home. Totally. Yeah, definitely. All right. All right well, thank you. God bless you, man. All right, God bless. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. 303-690-3000 is the number. Maria. Maria is calling from Thornton, Colorado. Welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. You're welcome. I had a prayer request, and then I had a question that might go along with it. Okay. Um, when I was younger, I went to church with my mom. She goes to a Pentecostal church. Um, she, although my question is, is it necessary for the women to wear long skirts? No. Because that's what we were taught. The answer is no. And that. it was forced upon us, so it kind of, like, pushed me away from going to church and now that i'm older um i would like prayer for my family and i to get closer to god okay my my husband is um catholic but he never goes to church and we never do anything and now that i'm older and i just had another baby i have three boys um i see that they need god and i need him too well let's pray and i'm sorry that um First of all, I'm sorry that before we pray, I want to speak to the skirt thing because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of church denominations measure holiness by different things, like how you wear your hair, what mm-hmm. the length of your skirt is, but that's not how God measures it. God measures it on, on the heart of the matter. And, and the Bible does speak of being modest, 
mm-hmm. you know, we want to dress modestly because we don't want to draw it, you know, for an attractive woman, you don't want to draw attention to your body and stumble a guy. And for an attractive guy, you don't want to, stu- you don't want to want to uh, draw attention. But, but, but really, holiness doesn't come by the length of your skirt. Holiness comes by your relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. And so, you know, we're coming up on the break, and I don't want to just do a quick prayer. So I'm going to put you on hold, and you'll be first right after the break, okay? Okay. Don't hang up. Hey, you're listening Mm -hmm. to Calvary Live. We're talking a little bit about holiness and this question about, uh, you know, the legalism of wearing long skirts in order to be right with God. And um, we're going to pray for our sister because she's got some things going on in her home. So would you hang around through the break, guys? Uh, It's just a quick break, but it gives us a little bit to stretch our legs and... You're listening to Calvary Live on Hope FM, Truth FM, Grace FM, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor here from the studios at Grace FM in Aurora, Colorado, taking your calls and your questions. The number to dial is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. You can also text me at 720-336-0897. We want to go back to line one was Maria. She's calling from Thornton, Colorado. Hey, Maria, welcome back. Hi, thank you. Uh, so we mentioned just a little bit before the break, but what you experienced in those earlier days about the mandatory long skirts and probably earrings and hair length and everything is, is something known as legalism. And it's a, it's a church's interpretation of what is holy and what isn't holy. And, and as we were saying earlier, you know, it's not the length of the skirt or the length of your hair that makes you holy. Yeah, it's my mom will tell me... Um, that I can't cut my hair because it, it's the uh, it's something glory to give glory right. to God. Or it, um, if you cut your hair, it's like you're being yourself upon God. And, and then we couldn't wear jewelry. So let's ask. Let's, we have, I don't want to undermine your mom at all. So let's just speak in general. You know, when you hear things like this, let's just say um, we can't cut our hair because it's the glory of God. Well, what do you say to a person that's going through chemotherapy? Mm-hmm then that that particular thing wouldn't exist you know wouldn't it wouldn't be possible right because either they're going to cut their hair or unfortunately their hair might fall out so how does god yeah. view that person mm-hmm. and then you can kind of go through the whole thing huh what about the person that has a problem growing their hair what about a person that has thinning hair um, and the reality is, is that there's no prohibition against that. And, and every time a, something like that falls short of what the Bible says, you know, and there's some, well, that's an exception, that's an exception, that's an exception. No, the, re- the reality is, is that man looks on the outward, but God looks on the heart. Mm-hmm. And I know it's hard to unlearn those things, but I know as you come to Jesus, he's going to continue to minister to you and, and encourage you. So let's pray for your family. Okay. Lord, you know and hear Maria's heart, and and I, I know that the church she's involved in, and even her mom had had her best interests at heart, Lord, and just wanting her to grow and be close to you. But sometimes we, I mean, I know even as I, as a parent, made mistakes with my kids, 
um, in interpreting what I thought the Bible said and and how I was to raise them and and you're just so gracious gracious to us Lord you're you're so helpful to us in our mistakes and I pray for Maria and her family and her husband God that you'd bring him to a true saving faith in you that he would be born again and share this new life with his wife and that this family would be transformed in a in an instant Lord that you would change them in Jesus name Amen Amen. Stay in touch with us, okay, Maria? Let us know how your husband's doing. I will. All righty. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, let's get this. I, I've got a special treat for you guys in just a second, but before we get to it, let me jump over to line three is Teddy in Fort Collins. Teddy, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Al. Hi. Uh, thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. I had a question. Okay. I got a really special daily devotional at Christmas time from, but the author is, oh gosh, I can't remember her name. She's the author of Jesus Calling. Yes. Um, and I have heard that she is not acceptable. Okay. Uh, because of the way that she writes. Yes. I feel that she writes. As as the apostles did, and as uh, as uh, as the prophets have, have done in the words of Jesus of uh, God, and I wondered what you think about that. What? Well, I don't I don't like her books. Um, I don't read them. I don't recommend them for a couple reasons. One, um, it's no longer in the preface, but in the original books in the preface, she actually said that the Holy Spirit inspired her to write this book. And that okay. she was writing as led by the Holy Spirit. Um, I, I don't, I, and I don't mean just like, you know, I sense the Holy Spirit saying this, but like when she writes in the first person as if she was Jesus, I just uh-huh. don't, I don't like it. Um, I, I don't like someone saying that the Holy Spirit told them to speak to us like Jesus was saying it. I, I just don't like the whole premise. It makes me very uncomfortable. Um, if you continue to read it, I would just make sure that you keep a Bible close hand. Uh, uh-huh. Make sure that you, because her writings are not equal to Paul, they're not equal to James. None of our writings are. Nothing's inspired of God in that sense mm-hmm. any longer. Uh, she's writing just like you and I would, but I personally have a hard time with someone writing, not paraphrasing a scripture. You know, my, you might say something from the text and you paraphrase mm-hmm. something. I, I, I don't have a problem with that, but I do have a problem that, of a person that writes page after page talking as if they were Jesus. I personally uh-huh. don't like it. Uh, I don't recommend it. There are a lot better devotionals out there, and um, I, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't think you're going to, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that uh, you're a bad believer because you're reading it, or you're a bad Christian. I just don't like it um, personally okay. Um, for okay. those reasons. Okay, good. I just wanted to know and to be sure that I was doing the right thing. Also, um, I will be praying for Maria. Thank you. Yes. Her, her story is repeated a thousand times over, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> well, thank you, Teddy. Thank you so much. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, hey, uh, you know, you guys listening to the radio or listening online don't realize all of the work that goes in behind the scenes to keep a radio station on the air to make sure all the studies are put in, the spots, the to make sure the tower's working, to make sure the internet, the network, 
the microphones, the buttons, the all of the flashing lights. I mean, what would be a radio station without flashing lights? Uh, the soundboard, everything. And for the last, what are we thinking, two years, three years? For the last three years, Frank Lopez has been our station operations manager uh, and has done a phenomenal job. But today, this very, like, we're talking like the last 22 minutes of his time here at Grace FM is coming to a close, and we just wanted to to have a little discussion with him, uh, thank him on the air, pray for him on the air, and all you guys will know um, that as Frank is moving on, uh, and you know, I was sharing this morning, you know, some people move on, uh, and it's not good from a church, and some people move on, and it's excellent, and this is just one of those excellent relational times where God is moving Frank into a new direction, and uh, Frank, speaking of the microphone, and we just want to publicly say thank you, thank you, thank you for your years of commitment and service here. Thank you, everybody that listens to Grace FM and all the people that call into the live show. We really <clears throat> appreciate it, and it truly has been a blessing to serve not only Calvary Aurora, but all the pastors that are on the radio and all the radio shows that go across every day and just all the hard work that a lot of people put into this ministry and the radio ministry. And, you know, every once in a while, just think of when you're listening to the radio station, think of the people behind the boards and add them to your prayers because so much goes into it. <clears throat> and I just want to thank everybody. Even though today's my last day, it's my, not my last day serving the Lord. It's not my last day coming to Calvary Aurora, but it is the first day for me to step out into this new venture and and to see what the Lord has for me. So thank you. Thank you, Pastor Ed and Calvary Aurora staff. And I pray for the next person that comes in and serves with the radio station, that they have the heart and they have the the true vision of what radio station does and how it impacts people's lives. Because of this radio station is why I came to the Lord, why I found Calvary Aurora, and why the Lord met me. So thank you. So can I read to you? Can I read them your 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 Instagram? Yes. So on the inst on his Instagram, it's Frank underscore the underscore film underscore guy. Frank the film guy. And here I'll quote what he posted today. He says, "When I came to Calvary Aurora, January eight two thousand and eleven, for the first time, I walked in a broken man without an earthly father." And for some of you, you know this, um, but many of you, you don't know that. Um, that Frank lost his father to a drunk driving <clears throat> accident. Um, what year was it? 2004. 2004. Um, his, his dad worked for CDOT, and, and he was uh, run over by a drunk driver, um, which is why you guys hear, and you will continue to hear, Frank's voice as he um, encourages you with the, um, the, the spot for Matt. Um, and our Colorado Cares campaign as a as a non-commercial station, we have those spots, and we just want you know to 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 remind you, don't drink and drive. I mean that that that's just the bottom line. So he walks in, <clears throat> 2011. He says, "I'm leaving staff with a whole new family. Thank you, love you all. Uh, we have all we all have milestones in our life that impacted us so much. Today marked one of the greatest in my life. Even though it's bittersweet, here's a recap. Seven years ago, I was done with it all. I showed a house. My car was broke. 
We bought the house. We moved to Aurora. I heard a radio station. God nudged me. Pastor Ed invited me. God met me. God called me. God saved me. God healed me. I served Grace FM in Calvary, Aurora for the last five years. Now God has called me again. And so what are you launching off to do, Frank? Um, I'm going to... What I'm launching off to do is I'm just going to be taking care of some health issues. And um, my wife and I, we own a real estate company, so we're going to just serve the community. And, and it's really interesting because... We're able to serve the people that are clients like we do a ministry. So we'll we'll help them find their homes. We'll help them sell their homes. We'll help investors. We'll do everything we can. And through it all, we'll you know always be giving God the glory. And then with that, I'll be doing um, shooting videos and shooting corporate videos and just doing as much as I can to spend time with my wife and my son. And, and with our real estate company, we'll, we'll just serve as a family our son got his real estate license um last two years ago so when he comes back from college we'll just serve as a family and go to church and just make memories because ultimately over the last 12 years without my dad i learned that memories are something that you cherish regardless of the people in your life whether it's blood family church family or just people in general yeah so what's the name of your uh, real estate company Colorado Classic Group is who we are. We're with Equity Colorado. And so if somebody's looking to buy or sell a house, how do they get a hold of you? Um, They just give us a call, um, 303-437-1313. Or you can look us up on Instagram, uh, CO underscore Realtors. And it's Frank and Bernadette Lopez. Frank and Bernadette Lopez. uh, Going into real estate, he's already an accomplished video. He does that drone stuff. He actually does a lot of crazy stuff. He's helped us a lot with video over the years and then stepped into uh, overseeing the radio station and taking it to a whole new level. And we're very encouraged. We're always, you know, our vision here in our church is win, disciple, and keep them forever. No, actually it's not. It's send. And so we know, I think I was really encouraged by seeing that Instagram post because just, just we know we have an influence in people's lives for a period of time. And, and our heart is just to see people move on and be stronger than when they first came. And I know that God drew you here. I mean, the, your, your forever will be a story because, uh, because it's just uh, fascinating that God would, would draw a person through radio, and then just a few years later, they would actually oversee that exact same station. And so it's, um, it's, a, it's a blessing and it's a privilege. You're going to be missed around here, Frank. you got a unique personality. You're one of kind. Uh, we miss your wife way more, though. She, we has, she hasn't been around here for a while as she's been launching off. But Colorado Classic, I know you guys, um, I know you guys uh, on the East Coast, uh, you know, maybe, I guess real estate can be connected anywhere. But, you know, pray for us as we launch into a new season of Grace FM as well. Um, but here locally, you can get a hold of Frank at 303 something. What is it? 303 437 1313. And then they go to Instagram and look for CO underscore Realtors. All right. Anything else you want to share before? Uh, I know I made you do this last minute, but I just felt like over the air, we needed to thank you, pray for you. Um, is there any last thoughts you have? I think one thing, one verse that stuck out with me since, since I got saved and since I started serving with the radio station and just life in general is, is Psalm 27, 8. And it says, when you, when you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, 
your face, Lord, I will see. Mm. So I guess just my recommendation for everybody, just keep the Lord as your center focus yes. and, and keep your eyes on him. And that's it for me. Father, I just pray for Frank right now, and we're thankful for the years that he devoted and invested in this station. And just grateful, God, to know him as a man, as a friend, a brother, a co-worker. And now as he launches off, I, I know you have great things in store for him. As you take the gospel into so many different houses and families and and use Bernadette and Vince in ways that they're just a different family, God. They're different than when they walked in. Uh, and I'm always reminded that what you've begun in them, you are faithful to complete. And so we're just thankful and launching off our brother into a new season of his life that you'd use him in ways that are beyond his capability to even comprehend, like your word says. And even we this morning, that he would be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the things of the Lord. So bless him, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, bro. Thank you. See you later. Uh, you actually, you have uh, 14 minutes left. <laughs> 303-690-3000. We're going to go on to Shell in Pennsylvania. Appreciate your patience as we said goodbye to Frank. Welcome to the program. Oh, thank you. And Frank, God bless you and your family. Oh, yes. my God. I'm so inspired. Amen. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. Was, um, my question is about Bible study. Like I was saying, I've I been in church all my life. I go to Sunday school. Well, Sunday school, I'm starting to get into more. Okay. Um, but Bible study, faithfully, every Tuesday. If the pastor say we got to be in another church, and there's no Bible study, I freak out. I'm like, what? But I love Bible study. I don't feel like I'm getting it, though. You know, when when I need to, when I'm encouraging someone, God gives me the words to, to be encouraging to that person. But when I'm reading, I don't feel like, it's hitting me, you know? Yes. So am I on the right track, or am I do- What am I doing, you know? Do- is there a, a certain way you're supposed to Bible study? Do you just open the Bible, whatever scripture's there, you read, and then what? Well, there's probably a few things happening. Um, one, it sounds like you might be putting too much pressure on yourself, um, that you probably are learning things, but you're not recognizing them yet, because things come to us in time. You know, it's not like it's not like math. The reading the Bible and being in Bible study is not like math where when I teach you two plus two equals four, you can walk away and say, Oh, I get it. When it comes to Bible study, some things you get right away, sometimes some things you get later, and some things it takes just a long time to get. And so I would just start with saying, Don't be too hard on yourself. Keep reading and taking in whether whether you think you're getting anything or not, uh, just keep taking it in because the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And so a lot of things are happening in your life, even if you don't realize them. Your faith is being built up. You're being obedient. And, and, and then begin to pray a little more diligently, perhaps. Um, just, God, give me understanding. Um, you know, what does this verse mean? And what does it mean to me? And, and perhaps you can also you know, thinking out loud, you can add to this your, maybe you can learn how to study the Bible. There's a great book, if you want a recommendation. It's a real simple book. Yeah. It's by Skip Heitzig, H-E-I-T-Z-I-G. Okay. It's called How to Study the Bible and Enjoy It. Oh, wow. And it's a simple book on, on something that's known as inductive Bible study. Okay. And... 
and it's it that might be just adding a few tools but i would just say you've got a following jesus is a long journey yes. and and in that journey uh, the holy spirit is going to continue to encourage you and build you up and strengthen you and you you're going to be able to look back and say oh i've i've learned much more than mm-hmm. i've learned so much more than uh than than i really gave myself credit for or i gave the lord credit for and that's all I want, because I, I tell you, I'm so excited about the Lord and what He's doing in my life. And I prayed last year, um, just towards the end of the year, Lord, I, I'm ready for you to elevate me in you. And He has been doing that. Yes. But I, I just wanted to get a sound studying, you know, um, guide, because I'm just really excited. I, you you don't know how excited I am. <laughs> what you're telling me now. I'm like, I'm ready to go to the store and find this book. <laughs> oh, good. You know, and... I, I, God's going to honor that. He's going to honor that desire and that zeal in your heart. He's going to give, but but don't be discouraged if you spend an hour of Bible study and it feels like you only learned one or two things instead. So, oh God, you are so good that I learned one or two things. Thank you for revealing yourself today. If you take that approach and you're not so hard on yourself, you'll enjoy it so much more. I do, and I listen to you guys all the time. I oh, good. started doing the radio station a year ago. I have not changed that station. I, I moved and I accidentally did something, and I freaked out because I couldn't remember the station. <laughs> and so finally I got it again. I was like, oh, my God, thank God. I said, Lord, you know I need this station because uh-huh. I learned so much through you guys. You, you just don't Amen. know how excited I am for the Lord. I really am. I hear He's it. done so much for me, and he continues to grow, you know, help me to grow. Yes. Even more in love with him. And it, it, the story is like a love story. If, if you don't get that, keep studying. <laughs> yes. I won't say that much. <laughs> well, I'm I'm excited with you. Thank you. Thank you so much for this, this word and, and the encouraging. You're welcome. God bless you, sister. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. You guys on Truth FM. Truth FM, we'd love to have a call from you. Call us. 303-690-3000. We've got a great steady stream of Grace FMers and Hope FMers. And now I know we're building an audience with Truth FM. So call us. Even though you're hearing this one-week delay, if you call the show, you will be listen- You will be live with the host and get your question answered, and you'll just hear it on the radio one week later. And a couple of texts in here for you, Frank. Somebody's asking you if you're hiring for your real estate company. Uh, Another one is, uh, you'll be missed, Frank. I'm sorry for your loss of your dad. Uh, Another one is, Frank, what are you... No, I'm just kidding. He doesn't say that. So a couple people are texting in, Frank. I just wanted you to connect with that. Uh, Let's see here. Let's see if we can go to back to the phone lines and hit Laura. Laura from Aurora, Colorado. Welcome to the program. Hey. Um, yeah, just really enjoy the church. Enjoy uh, just <clears throat> listening to scripture. I mean, every day it's just completely filling me to where I get to pour out to others. And um, really, he's been showing me a lot of um, things that I didn't originally learn in my childhood um, in a charismatic form, if you will. Yes. Um, <laughs> and <clears throat> I realize that the grounding of Scripture is what balances out um, the works of the Spirit, and so that is so important. And I guess my question is, um, when are we going to see more of that? 
See in the more church of what? because I know I am super excited to walk in it. I mean, prophetically speaking, I'm like, I was taught that they were demonic when I was younger. I mean, I was taught cessation of the gifts and, um, the Lord just gently brought me where I am today and how Good. exciting it is to walk in the Spirit. Yes. And um, get to see, like, miracles happen before you. Um, and my question is, is yeah, when is this going to be more of um, what we're seeing in the Church? Because uh, I believe in the last days He's supposed to pour out His Spirit. And so... Um, what needs to happen <laughs> to, to see that? Well, I mean, I think that the, it, one of the things that God uses to bring about this dynamic openness to the Holy Spirit is persecution. You know, if you read that in the book of Acts, hmm. you see that what was it that moved everyone out of Jerusalem but, but heavy persecution? And, and I think that uh, an openness, you know, eventually those that rely upon human methods get tired of it. And maybe mm-hmm. it's just a, right. a sense of leadership that gets tired of the human and gets tired of the Western rationalism and sar- sarcastic, you know, skepticism and right. just is broken before the Lord, asking for a fresh outpouring of his spirit, asking for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, asking to walk in the spirit. You know, I, I think a big, I, I can say this and I may, perhaps it's a prophetic word, but a lot of what's drowning out the spirit in the church of Jesus Christ today is, a, is pornography. Wow. Uh, there, there are so many today, even listening to the show right now, God is busting them, uh, speaking to them, drawing them, pleading with them to mm-hmm. leave pornography away. It is such a uh, it is such a plague on the church of Jesus Christ. It is it, it is the hidden lie, and you know the Holy Spirit is grieved with pornography. Right, the Holy Spirit is quenched. By right. pornography and this hidden deception life of lies will not manifest the Holy Spirit. Wow. And do you, I mean, do you think at all that the church has come upon like with a spirit of almost like a spirit of religion, I guess is what you would call it? Because I'm not really sure of the jargon. Sure. <laughs> sure. I think the religious it, expression. They get so yeah. bogged with the traditional. You know, like I actually spoke with a pastor one time, or not a pastor, but like he was an associate pastor, and I said, well, what about this? And he was like, well, we don't need to ask this question because the leadership already told us the answer. And I was just like, wait, what? Like, that, I, I'm so confused. Like, why aren't we constantly in the Scripture and letting that living Word be what guides us? And so that's, that's just my question. Like, I, I just... I don't. I don't understand why the church is not well, living I, that way. I, I think that there's a you know there's definitely a little frustration uh, in the question that you ask, and and I, I would just say this. I I forget who it was exactly. Um, I, I don't want to assign it to anyone, but the one of the brothers in the in the early 1900s spoke about, hey man, let's pray for revival. Let let's be right. excited about revival. And, okay. and, and, if, and he said to those, and I'm paraphrasing, he said to those that were praying for revival, go home, draw a circle, stand in the middle of the circle, and pray for revival in that circle. Amen. And, yeah, and that's really what it accounts to. Like, I can only, I, I can only be faithful to the calling that God has given to me. I need to watch out for myself first, make sure that right. my life is, is, you know, none of us are going to live a perfect life but a life that's in tune with the Spirit, and then in whatever influence I'm given to passionately pursue God and invite others to come with me. So do you think the days of Pentecost will ever happen to where 
he can, somebody can pray for the Holy Spirit to come, I guess, in a, in that sort of way. Again, I don't think they ever stopped. I don't don't think they ever stopped. I don't think, you know, don't, don't, don't allow the, the miraculous, the miraculous manifestations to blind you to the daily miraculous. You know, to like when you think of the book of Acts, the book of Acts covers about 20 years. And if you read through the book of Acts, the book of Acts records about 20 magnificent miracles. So if you average it out, what God, what God reserved for us was about a miracle a year. It makes it sound like it was at every second, every turn, but actually (laughs) the, between the miraculous that you see in the Bible and the persecution and tribulation, I mean, I've never mm. done the count, but I'm sure it's a hundred to one more persecution than than dynamic miraculous. And so, right. I, I would, I just expect to God to do whatever He wants to do, and right. and I'm going to be open to it. If there's a a crazy like when we prayed for healing this morning on Frank, mm-hmm. we believe that God heals. That's we believe it. Right. We, and exactly. And if we yep. see it. Great. If we don't right. see it, great. But you I trust knew you God. Were praying because He wanted you to pray, regardless of whatever you saw. You and I know He can do that. I know yeah. He can do it. All right, yep. we're coming up on the end of the show, right, my cool. sister. Thank you so Thank much, you. Pastor. Bye bye. Okay. Hey, thanks everyone for re- for um, tuning in today. <clears throat> Sorry we didn't get to everyone's call and everyone's text, but uh, so grateful you would spend some time to join us, talk about the things of the Lord. On um, there was a somebody that texted in and said, "Hey, I wish we had two hours of Calvary Live and." You know, we would have to have two stations for that because our station is full. And um, but thank you uh, for encouraging us. We love Calvary Live as well. We're so glad it's spreading to other stations. Pray for us. We'll be at church tonight, 7 p.m. Back in the book of Second Kings, we've got a mission update from Mexico. Great stuff happening at Calvary. Go to CalvaryAurora.org. Love to meet you and serve you. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.